0: Welcome to episode 15 15 of Control All Revolt Podcast. It is Monday, Monday, Monday.
1: (laughs) And I'm Single White Medusa.
0: And I'm Nick Cole, (laughs) the writer formerly known as Hey Fat Guy. (laughs) And we are down at the marina today in Newport Beach, after having a nice, healthy lunch at True Foods, after having a morning of work and working out, we did a booty workout today because we're constant. This is the booty month, mm-hmm. so we're trying to have buns of steel. Mm-hmm. And then we did a um, I did an ab workout after that.
1: I rode the bike.
0: You rode the bike, so we're doing good. It's beautiful down in Newport, which is. MAGA country in the Orange County, in the OC, if that offends some people, this podcast is most likely going to make you go fetal, and you should go somewhere else. Maybe something by NPR about vegan salad making or responsible composting. What's another NPR topic that would drive you nuts?
1: Um, Let's see. The climate and why you should freak out.
0: The climate and why you should why you should, why you should not be friends with deniers. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we had a great weekend. We went to the movies. Uh, we did a lot of work. We enjoyed ourselves. We had a big pizza.
1: Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And after we talk with you guys, you gotta go back home and work, work, work.
0: Yep. Today's movie. a big work day as we're closing in on turning in a book to the galaxy's edge empire here today. Forgotten Rune number three. We're very excited about that. What are our topics? And we did miss you guys. We missed the comments all weekend. Like we still as they come in, Nicole will read them to me and uh, we talk about them. And it's just kind of nice little community we got going here. So if you're not subscribing, make sure to subscribe and check in and tune in. And uh, leave some comments and talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. And if you become a paid subscriber, there is extra content for you to get. On Friday, we dropped a short story for uh, the subscribers only called Swimming Pool of the Universe. And I think that is a really fun take on a space marine story, don't you?
1: Yeah, I love that one. Yeah,
0: that's That's
1: cool. Uh, Let's see. Should I kind of run through all our topics or just throw out the first one one and let you run? Uh, you can we were run talking too. about maybe the... you want to run. It's
0: Medusa Monday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you run on the first well, topic. How
1: about Medusa's calling out the topic? <laughs> <Can> we... <laughs> I'll chime in. All right, that, that's not my gift.
0: Sure, uh, I think running was... the whole show is beautiful. Gift. Gifts.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, So lovely. Like, I think we were going to talk about how the thing that kind of a lot of us have known for months and months and months and months about. Gosh, it seems like it's very probable that coronavirus came from the lab in Wuhan, in which they did the exact kind of research of those type of viruses, and which Fauci Fauci funds, by the way. Um, But we were called conspiracy theorists all along. Yep, we were. What do you know? Now it's coming out that that is a very likely fact, and at least uh, needs some investigation. Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah, we already knew, but it's good that it's getting traction right. in the mainstream. And
0: I like that a year ago, uh, I think I looked it up, it was April 30th, Trump said, I have evidence that the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, mm-hmm. and, you know, they could not pillory him fast enough. Exactly. And, you know, he's so dumb, and he's such chaos, and he's such a liar, and orange man so bad, and, you know, like all that rhetoric, and you know uh you know as Dan Bongino calls Brian Stellor George Costanza over there on unreliable sources <laughs> you know just making hay about being the paragons of truth and you know all these kinds of things and and I remember even kind of saying that you know not kind of saying I said it I said you know this is this is a bioweapon this came from a lab blah 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 and and now it comes out you know and we were blacklisted shadow banned Um, you know, threatened, told that we were stupid and dumb, you know, all the left tricks of like, you must be shamed. You must be humiliated. Your intelligence and your competence must be questioned. We are always certain and we are always wrong. That's the left. And so like today it comes out. No, Um, it it, it looks like it did originate in in a lab. This is all coming on the heels of Rand Paul just absolutely grilling Fauci and Fauci lying in front of Congress. And I think Fauci is now doing a lot of damage control because I think he knows the winds are shifting and he knows that we're going there. And this was a big unraveling step there. But it's funny. Like I posted that on Facebook and of course, Facebook came in and said, this has been debunked several times. Like that, that was the exact verbiage. Mm-hmm. I mean like that's clown verbiage. Yeah. This has been debunked several times. It's like, Actually, no, it hasn't. Today, it's actually been rebunked, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's not bunk. What was bunk was you guys flying cover for it the entire time, and never one ounce of accountability, never one apology, never. Hey, we got this wrong. Right. And that only like it's infuriating to our side, but at the end of the day, the people that that really hurts are those people because they never have to like look inward, question themselves, have a moment of accountability. And, and do better. It's always, nope, nope, we're just moving. And so they did. They just moved right onto the next line. I even like posted over on Glenn Greenwald's substack. And people jumped in and said, you know, you're illiterate. You don't even know what you're talking about. This is a hospital. I'm like, what? Do you think that they actually put secret weapons lab on the front of a building? It was a research center. That means it's a secret weapons lab. They don't put secret weapons labs on things. This is a bioweapon. Mm-hmm. China... China had it It, like what the story says is that workers in this lab got sick and had to be hospitalized a month before they told anybody. So that is a bioweapon. China then proceeded. And the reason it's a bioweapon is it was being developed for gain of function. What does that mean? It means that they were trying to make it so that it would hurt humans more. Mm -hmm. There was a regular coronavirus, and they instead decided to make a coronavirus that would be more harmful to humans. That's not just research. That is a weapon. Mm -hmm. So if it's being developed in a lab, that is a bioweapons lab. I'm actually literally getting pushback on stupid people from that, saying, oh, you're illiterate. You're not reading the article. No, I don't think I am. I think I am reading the article. I think you also have to read into what they're not telling you, which is this is a bioweapons lab. And then the next step is, this is an attack. How do you know it's an attack? China protected themselves and let the rest of the world, and mainly the United States, take it right in the face on this one. Mm -hmm. They, They determined to hurt us. I saw videos at the time of Asian women in the United States... Going around major big box stores and touching everything.
1: I saw it too. You showed it to me. It was crazy. I mean, because it wasn't like, oh, maybe it was a coincidence. It was a woman literally going computer to computer, just touch, touch, touch. I mean, it was not. It couldn't have been organic, and like she was just. And
0: store employees telling them not to do it, and they did it anyways. They were. They sent people into like missiles into the United States to infect us. This was an attack. Now the people that are telling you it is an attack are China apologists and they are actually on the side of the Chinese and that makes them the enemy. And that means they are colluding and like it's time to start taking it to that level because we're, we always have to give them the benefit of the doubt. But we do anything like the quote unquote January 6th insurrection and not only is the ball completely run downfield and spiked, it's run down two or three more times. Things that never happened, happened for them, according to their narrative. Mm -hmm. But when the truth happens, we're told to be measured and walk it back. No, this was an attack. And you even have that one uh, Chinese uh, uh, senior government official saying that the U.S. lost a bioweapons at war with China. Mm -hmm. So this was a war. This was an attack. And... And I'm sticking to that story. And I think ultimately, just like today, that's the story you're going to see in six months. It actually was an attack. But of course, today they're out there shaming you and telling you you're dumb for saying that. And they're the smart kids. And, you know, it gets a little old, but that's what they do. And I think certain people fall for it. And I think the rest of us just need to say like, hey, I'm saying the truth anyways, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you can't stop me. And you haven't managed, you know, like, yeah, I mean, Facebook gave me the little, hey, you're sharing against community standards. This has been debunked, strike for you. Okay, great. I have a Substack podcast now. Um, I'll probably eventually get fully blocked over at Facebook. You should subscribe to this now because I'll just keep doing these podcasts every day. And I have, you know, we, as you notice when you do the subscribe, we become friends on email. And so I can I can keep getting whatever I have to you and we can keep up the conversation and the information. But We've got to stop letting them have a pass on the truth, and we've got to call it as we see it. And today is one of those things where you have to say, this was a bioweapons attack. This was not some dude ate a bat, because that's what we were told for a year. And there are still people who will sell you that soap today, that, that, that it was a bat. It was never a bat. It was a bioweapon. It's designed to harm people. It was released by China. It killed a lot of people, apparently. It shut down the entire world. It moved China higher in the global hierarchy. It hurt and damaged the United States. It put a moron puppet in charge of the United States and very dubious people to run for an Obama third term. The police or people who do criminal investigation will always tell you that when you come upon a murder or a theft or anything like that, if you want to find out who did it, Look at who profited from it. Well, who profited from China? Like if we, if we do that, that math, if we say, okay, today we're finding out that it came from a bioweapons lab. Well, if it's a bioweapon, that means it's a weapon. If it came from a Chinese bioweapon lab, that means it's a Chinese weapon. If it hurt the United States, then that means it was used and designed to hurt the United States as a weapon. So it was an attack. Okay. Okay. Well, who profited from that attack?
1: Um,
0: Who is the default? Big
1: corporations. Big
0: corporations. Amazon, definitely. Big pharma. Big pharma. Those people, big pharma, got very rich off that. But at the end of the day, whose hand is up Joe Biden's butt? Who is running puppet Joe
1: Biden? Obama.
0: Obama. Mm -hmm. Everybody admits that. Everybody knows it. So if if you're looking for the crime and you want to find out who perpetrated the crime... Well, I put to you that it's Barack Obama and I know, I know that's way too, blah, blah, blah. well, we might, let's give that 20 years. Let's, let's see what happens there. But you know, if I'm playing Hunchy the detective or I'm playing Columbo, I'm probably going to grill Obama. I'm probably going to ask some questions. I, I wish this were a great, you know, seventies detective show, you know, and you come in there and go, ah, you know, i ask you some questions, Obama, you know, you, you were doing this, but you know, and then you, and then he would always do that thing where he'd walk out of the room and he goes, well, one more thing. One more thing, like, why did you tell people not to wear the masks initially when you knew it was dangerous? Why did you give them that window to let the Chinese immigrate freely? Why did you as the head, de facto head of the Democratic Party, why did you say that was racist?
1: Yeah.
0: Why did you, why did Nancy Pelosi go down to Chinatown and make a show of that? Mm -hmm. Why did Joe Biden call that xenophobic? You're the head of it. Why did all those people do that?
1: So what was in it? So that the virus
0: could spread harder and destroy us. So that the virus would ultimately, quote unquote virus, the effects of the virus, the constant CNN fear porn, let's put the ticker up in the left hand corner, would so erode the credibility of trust in Trump, who I actually think did an outstanding job.
1: Yeah.
0: That it would bring about, and I do think also with election collusion, the What we have now is a puppet president in the form of Joe Biden, who is truly actually being run by Barack Obama. The person who benefited from the weapons release of the bioweapon that China did on the rest of the world, the person who benefited most is Barack Obama.
1: Hmm. That's crazy.
0: That's we, my topic.
1: That's a good topic. Shall we move on to our next one? Sure. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I just saw it. Right before we started this, and I thought it was pretty shocking. World Economic Forum urges companies to fire unvaccinated employees as part of, quote, great jobs reset. And they even did a tweet, uh, World Economic Forum tweet, get your COVID-19 jab or you could face consequences from your employer. Yeah. And then they have hashtag jobs reset 21.
0: Yeah. Where did we hear that from? We heard that from Biden last week. We, it's all part of the build back better. We've wrecked your nation. Now let us fix it. Oh, look, we created this whole crisis. Now let us fix it. Well, I don't think you've actually understood that's how you get hired for a job, but in their world, it, world it is, but imagine, you know, being told that you have to take a non FDA approved vaccine to hold onto your job. How is there not a full scale revolt against all of this meaninglessness that is not lawful. And the only way it's ever going to stop is if we, the people stop it and we don't play it anymore. And we go into every business and everything. And we say, we are no longer wearing masks. We are not going to do it. And we do it every day until it stops. And when they say you have to get a vaccine, we say, no, we are not getting vaccines. You are not telling us what to do with our bodies and our health. You can provide goods and services. And if you don't, we're going to take the goods off the shelf and we're going to leave you cash.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says 40% of companies surveyed um, said they will require all employees to be vaccinated. 40%. That's, that's crazy. And 32% will strongly encourage, but not require it. So I don't know. That's kind it's of It's insane.
0: I mean, like, and you just, you always come back and say, okay, following the early thread of today. It's a bioweapon. It was a weapon made in a biological lab. It was released against the world by the Chinese. Our own government profited from it, the current government now. Mm -hmm. And now we move to, and now you're profiting. There's so many pharma billionaires, it's not even funny now. Everybody else got wiped out, but big pharma did great. And now you're insisting that big pharma do greater and that you get more money for this. Like, Why are you guys so in on it? You could go to the nefarious sort of like plans, you know, that I see with the operating system. Okay, you don't buy that. But I will tell you that it's given them money and power. Mm -hmm. Is that not enough? You don't have to have the operating system. Mm -hmm. But when you scratch the surface on how creepy these people are with eugenics and how they look at human beings as not human beings, Mm -hmm. they look at your life and say you have a life less lived because you are not them. Because your life is not as intelligent or glamorous or wonderful, or you don't have three beach houses and all these things, they look at you as a statistic to be manipulated. And so, of course, they do these high-handed things like, oh, they'll do anything for a job and all these kinds of things. But we're told the people who don't want to work, you know, or the reparations people, they get everything for free. But you chumps can go pay for it. And then you have to get a stick to continue to pay for it. And if you don't, we'll ruin your life. Like, Is any of this equation starting to bother people? Is there a point where we do something about this? Because it's within our power to do something. And we have to start saying, Nicole and I have a policy, we fight it every day. Mm -hmm. In some little way, everywhere we go, we're not doing it. We've already made up our mind. We're not getting the jab. And then we listen to some pretty, you know, we listen to some more stuff over on the Mercola site today. Which, if you're interested in the jab, that's a great place to to learn some things, but I would not be getting that vaccine even more so now. And if you have had the virus and you're still thinking about getting the vaccine, don't, because apparently there are some really negative side effects with that. You look at those curves, you look at that, how that data line goes straight up on adverse vaccine events You look at what it's doing to people with inflammation now, sixteen and seventeen year olds who've been vaccinated are having heart rare heart conditions. That was
1: from the CDC today, even so even they admitted it.
0: So like all these things are concerning, yet they're telling everybody, boy, you gotta have these things, or else you can't have a job. Like imagine if you did that to them. Mm -hmm. Imagine how they would react. And they don't even see it that way. Because to them, power is truth. And they have all the power. And so whatever they say is the truth. And that is the evidence, That is the the essence of radical, hard left philosophy. Power is truth. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. The truth is the truth. Yeah. And you will win with the truth. But you got to find out what the truth is. I'm just here with Nicole, single white Medusa, saying stuff, drinking coffee, having a good time, talking with you guys, downloading all my deranged conspiracy theories and, you know, just being entertaining and... And creating something. But these are things that I, I'm always asking and talking and thinking about because I'm always in pursuit of the truth. And and I'm especially in pursuit of the truth when I'm writing because I think fiction that's grounded in truth is, is much better fiction. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just like agenda-laden lies like you're about to get with the new Lord of the Rings from Amazon or whatever. We did see a really cool movie this weekend.
1: That was really good. It was called Dream Horse. And it starred uh, Tony Collette, who I accidentally called Tony Curtis. <laughs> Tony <laughs> you Curtis. to remind me. <laughs> Tony Curtis,
0: talk like this. I'm Spartacus.
1: So Tony Collette.
0: Tony Curtis wasn't in it, because he'd be a zombie. No. <laughs>
1: um, it was so good. Did I say it was called Dream Horse? Dream Horse. I think Horse. I did. Yeah. Uh, it, it took place in Wales. Wales. And you want to tell about it?
0: It was a really fun movie, and I really liked it in a lot of ways, because... It was a good old fashioned horse racing movie and, you know, very Rudy like, you know, sports, you know, like those kind of down and out. But like, I think there were some subtextual things to kind of look at for a second because it takes place in England and we're always told like, I thought Wales. Well, Wales is England, you know, the United Kingdom. Yeah. And we're always told that, you know, they're the model, you know, and, and wouldn't it be better if we were all socialist like the UK, but the movie To show the point that this group of sort of poor people, average people in a, in a small UK town in Wales get together and buy a horse and form a syndicate. And the horse does really well, but they do it because their lives are so hopeless and gray. And it's because the government has done, the government has been helping so much. You know, that one of the guys doesn't have to work. So he sits home watching veterinarian shows all day and his life is far less lived. The town alcoholic budget budgets, all his money that he gets from the government to drink all day and just be ridiculous, you know, and they go into this lifeless bar that they all hang out in. It's not even a good English pub. Mm-hmm. It's like if a, if a high school gym had an English pub <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: and, and they're all like, and, 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 you know, the guy who's the accountant who's played by Damien Luce, which is excellent you know he he just hates his job and even but they have to slip in this rant about how he hates his job because he just saves rich people from making money but you know like they want to be rich and and that's always perceived as somehow the worst part of why they're doing this and it's really about the nobility of the horse and giving the horse a, a chance and it's so pro choice and life for the horse, but it's funny, like you probably could ask all those people and they would tell you they're not pro-choice, but wait. there is a very pro-choice moment for the horse in there where they're, I'm they're confused. photographing the fetus inside. So
1: you mean pro-life though? Pro-life. Right? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Pro-life. It's such a pro-life movie. Yeah. Sorry. I felt you break over there.
1: No, no, I was like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of like unexamined philosophy in there, but the one takeaway is their lives are so gray and hopeless. They just want a chance. To do something, yet we're always told like, oh, this will be great when the government pays for everything and we've gotten rid of those nasty, bigoted capitalists who want freedom and everything like that. But like, you're looking at these people's lives and they suck. Yeah. And they're even telling you how much they suck, mm-hmm. and that's why they do this thing. And then like at the end of it, like they show you how much they earned, and they didn't earn anything. There's like they ma- they make like a thousand bucks each off of it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, geez, the UK, and but I've had to deal with European. Business people and they're almost adverse, risk averse, or whatever it is, to making money because they'll get penalized for it so hard. And like I I always get up every day and I swing for the fence, and I always hope like the big you know, the big deal is gonna come in. And I get some good deals, and you know, I'm always hustling and scrambling. Jason and I are always hustling and scrambling for him, and like that's half the fun of ending your day and going to get a steak or something like that. Like you killed the bear. You got some money. Um, I wouldn't want to live in this world where I can just have a can of lager and stare at a TV and and think that I could have lived a better life if I'd only had a chance. But, you know, the society is rigged for you. Not to have a chance. And if you have any sort of moment in your life. Where you don't want to participate. There's the government with open arms. Saying oh you know just get on this system. And you don't, you know. And as long as you stay in there. As long as you stay down and out. You can get just enough to get by. But you can't have enough to have dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's like. I mean the rest of the movie is a lot of fun. The horse racing aspect. I just love it. You know like it's actually a really good movie. Don't let me put it down. But because I have to be sort of this sort of killjoy, I would say there's a few things to examine in there. And and the takeaway is you don't want to be England.
1: No, that's for sure. Um, and finally, we were talking about that. We've been noticing that a lot of people from LA have been coming to Orange County to, you know, do fun stuff, to hang out, to shop, to dine, whatever, because and we were just saying it's frustrating because these are people who voted for these policies, which now are making L.A. still not fun to be in, still pretty closed down, everything like that. But yet now they're not staying there to kind of live out the policies that they voted for. They're coming here to Freedomville, Freedomville. <laughs> Freedomland.
0: Freedom, line. freedom You know,
1: and it's like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, no, you guys should have to stay. If, if they voted on that side, like, you should have to stay and live out the policies of what you voted for, not come now and enjoy our freedom, which you're kind of, I thought you're against that. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, Orange County and LA have always had a strange relationship in that Orange County has always put down. As this sort of like right wing John Birch Society bastion of knuckle dragging Republicans and surfers with salt water on the brain and Orange County housewives, hoe wives, and you know, vapid teens and things like all that. And you go to LA and it's like Nicole worked at an opera company in LA and they were always so enlightened, more enlightened than us and poo-pooed us and, you know, sniffed their nose at the fact that we commuted like an hour and a half, two hours every night. And, and the policies of LA were so much better. They were so much smarter and caring and concerned. And, you know, LA was such a, you know, it's the city of lights and all these kinds of things. And now you know, LA has been on this brutal lockdown the entire year. Like, I mean, brutal, like really bad. I've heard it's like medieval and the violence is out of control Mm -hmm. and the homeless situation. You'd have to be blind not to know about that. It's, it's just epically bad. And, and even in the last days of us going to LA opera, there were things that I saw there that no person should have to see like Mm -hmm. it was really really just as awful as you can imagine and so lo and behold the lockdown comes and us knuckle draggers down in in uh the kentucky of california which is orange county we stay open you know like we we fight it we have our protests newsom literally puts an F-15 on standby to like fly over the crowd and scare us. And then tries to walk back that he didn't do that. They arrest us on our beaches, but we keep going out. Everybody keeps protesting in the streets. We have a great time. Trump comes to visit us. You know, we had a huge when Nicole and I got caught in that parade. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they do freedom here. It's just, it's just in, you know, like it's ground zero for the next revolution here. And, and now, like even now I'm sitting here looking at like, probably five and $6 million houses with Trump flags on them
1: Yeah,
0: and American flags. And, and I, I'll talk to average ordinary people that are working in delis or Mexicans that are doing carpentry or whatever. And they'll all pretty much cross the board tell you they're pro Trump. Orange County is very, you know, there, there is a, there is a concerted move to flip us. Um, I think the election shenanigans aren't helping, but I say all that to say this, That's the thing with the left is they never live their policies. So you see it with Newsom, you know, going out and eating and, you know, you see it with Lori Lightfoot getting her haircut and you see it with Whitmer going on vacation and then getting caught in a bar this weekend, telling everybody to lock down hard and to stay inside in fear. And they go on vacation and they go out to restaurants and Nancy Pelosi, she gets her haircut. They all do that. And then the left who puts these people in in power, like if you go up to Maxine Waters District, it is is the third world. Mm -hmm. You would not want to be there. It's so lifeless. It's so depressing. The the people there are zombies. It is a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. And so now we're seeing all those people kind of come down to Orange County now because Orange County is open. But I want to say to them, but you elect the people who trash your cities, and and you guys all you know like in 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 Beverly Hills or in like um, Silver Lake or you know Westwood or Santa Monica, you know they'll all tell you how much better they are because they're Angelinos, you know Angelinos, and they always get into these fake accents to say everything, Vera, <laughs> you know, and and they're so much more multicultural. But when the rubber meets the road, they're coming down to you know Knuckle Draggerville jamming our beaches jamming our roads jamming my favorite salad place and and i want to say whoa 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 like it's time for you to live what you think bro Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's what you voted for you voted for the lockdowns you're better than us what are you doing down here i had a friend and uh he's a subscriber to the podcast and um he's really down with weapons and and uh teaching people self-defense and things like that. And he had a, he had a just outright lefty friend come to him and say, you know, seeing all the rights and everything like that. And he said, you know, I I think I need to get a gun. Can you tell me what to get? And my buddy said to him, "Um, yeah, I, I don't think I should do that. I don't want to do that to you. I don't want you to violate your principles and own a weapon now because you voted for these laws that have emboldened these criminals and made it possible for them to be dangerous now, I don't want you to walk away from your principles. I want you to own it now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really feel like saying to a lot of the sort of like 818s and the 213s, which are area codes here that are LA. 310s. 310s. Coming down, who were always like, you know, just could not be more derisive of Orange County, which Orange County is like one of the greatest places in the world. It mm-hmm. really is. But, you know, we were just just total losers. And now they're down here getting a taste of freedom and they're probably looking like, oh, we should move down here and move away from all the, you know, problems in the city problems, which you voted for Mm -hmm. problem, you know, electing that Soros D.A. That's a total nightmare that's now getting recalled and and you're going to buy houses here. And then you're going to vote that way. And you're going to, oh, you know, we honestly should have this DA. You know, these, we, we really need, you know, like, oh, Orange County. Saw and they'll see themselves as the missionaries of making us a better place. And given time, they'll crap it up. And I used to think like when people would say, oh, Orange County, when they move down to Texas or LA or Californians, when they move down to Texas, you know, they're going to vote blue. And I, no, no. I said, they're probably leaving because they want to do it right. But now I, I really do realize like when a Californian comes to your area Um, they're probably going to crap it up because they've crapped up their area. Orange County is different. We do fight to stay red, and I've been looking at it all day sitting right here, and it's pretty red.
1: And actually, to be fair, a lot of other areas of California are really red, too. Like my family is from the Central Valley. That's super red. But unfortunately, they get overruled by just the few
0: who are wrong? Like I like I always say, you know, always certain, often wrong. And I've really changed it to now to, you know, absolutely certain, always wrong. That's the new. Yeah.
1: We were giving we're, them too much credit. Yeah, before. just
0: giving them too much credit. They're they're absolutely certain about everything, and then they're always wrong. And then there's never an edit moment where they come along and so, say, you know, like, hey, you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't I should be a little different about that. Um, I made a mistake. No, they come right down and live in your area, and they never for once say. Yeah, we shouldn't have elected that guy. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be like that. You know, we shouldn't make those mistakes. No, you guys are bigots. Uh the Chinese are our best friends. Yeah, the Chinese are our best friends ever. They, it wasn't a bioweapon or ever, anything. You know, they're they're just the greatest. Barack Obama, greatest president we ever had. Eight years of stagflation. Uh Joe Biden, even better than Barack Obama Obama. I love paying $60 a tank now on my expedition. I just Explorer.
1: Explorer.
0: <laughs> I know. And I just I just love everything that they do wrong. It's always great. And you guys never have to apologize. Uh Russian collusion, even though it was totally disproved, it's probably the truth because he she potato man said it and that little boy on MSNBC. Like never once, just once, like I would I would have so much more respect for them if just once they would say, We got that wrong. I know. And and the next time it comes around, we're gonna take a pass on it. We're going to
1: Sorry, I'm, like there's a plane flying and there's like blue smoke. Smoke coming out of it. What's that? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Dana. That's wacky. You. I You're you right, but I've never seen that.
0: But never once just kind of saying like you know, we got that wrong and we're we're backing off. Like we're not going to we're not going to go hardcore on orange man bad on this one. We're going to we're going to we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, they don't. They just they just go in harder and they know that within 4 days you'll forget. Just like Tiffany Dover. And you know what? I am going to bang the Tiffany Dover drum for a long time because yeah. until that chick surfaces and says, Hey, I'm fine. I got the vaccine. I'm shy. Uh, but no, you were a healthcare manager, nurse manager, and you were, you were getting the shot and you were comfortable with letting everybody know that. And then somehow for five months now you've disappeared. And the, the, the social media out there seems to be manufactured to say the least suspect. And I, I think you have an obligation to surface and let everybody know that you didn't die that day. Cause you know what I think happened? I think you died that day. Yeah. And I think some people are covering it up because here's the final thing. Let me ask you this. And then we're going to let it go. If Tiffany Dover had died that day, there would be a lot of, If Tiffany Dover had died that day, there would not be a hundred million vaccinated people today. Mm -hmm. Fact, they would have seen someone get the vaccination, fall over, and then they'd come out and say, the nurse who got the vaccination died. That's what you're supposed to do. That is, you know, the 10th man, Mm -hmm. you know, as in that Brad Pitt movie, you know, the, 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 not the Walking Dead, but World War Z, where they talk about Israel. And they say, hey, if we have 10 people agree on something, we always get the 10th man to find out why. You're not supposed to agree. The media is supposed to be that 10th man like Dan Bongino was talking about. The media was was supposed to come out and say, this poor girl got the vaccine because she wanted to help people because I think that's why she got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I think she was a healthcare worker. She saw suffering and she knew that it was right to help people and to be brave about it and to stand up and take a shot in hopes of helping people. I think she died from it because I think the shot was bad. And then I think on top of that, they lied about it, which the media is not supposed to do. The media could easily dig in right now and find out what happened to Tiffany Dover. If she's a meth addict in some city with a warrant out for arrest, they could find her. If she's in a grave, they could find her. If someone covered all that up, they could find that out. And they used to do that. Like when Mike Wallace ran 60 Minutes and those kind of people... They used to do that. They used to make big movies about that. And actresses used to make a lot of money and get an Oscar for playing that kind of role. Like Silkwood, a cover-up. People used to be interested in the truth instead of playing football with the American culture. And so I'm going to beat that Tiffany Dover drum. And I don't care. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope she's alive. I hope the vaccine doesn't hurt people. But I think she died And I think the vaccine isn't great for people. And I don't think, as my dad would say to me, never go to crime scene number two. I think in any way, shape or form you can in your life right now, don't go to crime scene number two. Anything that the mainstream media or the current government is telling you is most likely a lie. And you should stop doing what they say. Because it's not that they don't have your best interests at heart it seems like they're willing to harm you for their own gain Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that is the podcast